Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. I am Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt Emily. This is the premiere podcast about tea and friendship. Welcome to episode 132. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I think last week I was when I mentioned how many topics we had, we had discussed. And I said something around 200. I was like, probably around 200 or something. Well, it's 179 to this point. 179. Does that include today's episode or not? It does not include today's episode. So at the end of this episode, we'll be at 181. Yeah. As of me saying this, 179. In about an hour, it'll be 181. Keep up. Keep Um, up, listeners. I'll say that this is because I updated our um, topics list for the first time since like April (laughs) yesterday. I was... I was bored, <laughs> and I hadn't you been. Are, I hadn't been keeping up to, uh, up to date. I don't know. I mean, I'm okay with you not keeping it up to date. Like you got to do you, but I think it's funny that you just now got bored when, for the past months and months, there's been nothing to do. Um. I mean, I guess you've been doing Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's a different kind of bored, to be to be honest. It's like. Uh, I don't know. I think I've been spending months trying to not be one kind of board. <laughs> so um, I'm trying to be like a different kind of board. Or I'm, I'm a different kind of board now. Because I, I have, I feel like I have slightly less free time now. Like a couple of months ago, it was like all f- free time. And so I was trying to fill it with like creative endeavors. And now everything's full of that. But there's still downtime. So now I'm filling that downtime with the menial work of updating topics. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause it's kind of, it's kind of, it's not the most fun, it's not the most fun part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how to make it better. No. Do you want me to do some of it? I can do some of it. It's, um, it's not a big deal. I have like, I, I built like a website to do it to like, it's like a little form that I fill out. <laughs> okay. okay. And, uh, then it goes into a database, my little, wow. my little TBD data- database that I built the TBDDB, if you will. No God. Uh, that I built like way way when we started that I used to keep track of all the episodes and guests and like build out our website basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I built a little form and I like enter in the episode. Actually, I type in the topics, who has them and like what category they fit into. And then my little website, it, it builds the title of the episode on its own because it's smart enough to know based on the topics. <laughs> um. Although I have to, yeah, and then uh, I mark things as mini or not mini topics. <laughs> I um, what else do I have to do? Oh, and then I like type in all the different URLs you can get the podcast from. What would that be? That'd be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Spotify. Those would be all the places I I grab it from. <laughs> and then it does it for me. The only time it's annoying is if I have to do like I don't know six months of them all in one day. <laughs> Yeah, don't let it. Don't don't do that again. I know it's actually it's actually in my calendar to like update it uh, every Thursday when I release them, but I just kept snoozing that reminder. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to the premiere oh. podcast about tea and friendship. I was going to say if you want to know more about podcast data, there was an episode about that. I don't mm. remember what number, but it was Matt's mini topic. Once it was, it was. Uh, yeah, go search it out on the website. There's a little tease. Yeah, go check it out. It's on that. It's on that big list of topics. I also updated the episode list, but uh, those those both come hand in hand. Oh, that was my other trick. I made them both update together, 
So I have to update one place. Ugh, aren't I so smart? <laughs> um, literally prior to this podcast, I was like, I'm having tech issues. You're the tech person. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're the tech guy of the two of us. You're yeah. the tech guy. Yeah, of the two of us, I'm definitely the tech guy. <laughs> I'm the... Uh, tech illiterate? <laughs> I, think, I don't think that's fair. Uh, probably not. Um, what, like, what's in between novice and pro? What's in the middle there? Amateur? Amateur? I think I'm, I think I'm below amateur, though. Um, I guess, you know, I am going to go with amateur because I'm not a professional. No. I mean... I don't make money for it. I mean, I don't make money doing tech support, which I like to make clear to everybody that that's not what I do. <laughs> but you are in tech. That's true. There's just a huge difference between get how do I get my Zoom call to work and what I do. Now, can I help somebody get their Zoom call working? Yes. Yes, I can. Can I fix basically anything on a computer? Yes. Yes, I can. Is that my job? No, it is not. <laughs> no, it is not. Um, um, so we're drinking tea right now. We're going to talk topics later. Two of them to be, in fact, it's going to go from 180 to 181 throughout this entire episode. Um, well, we'll have to count it down. Once we do one topic, we'll have to count or count it up, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt and I are friends. <laughs> we bond over tea and topics. And that's the podcast. I feel like we didn't finish it. And I felt like I needed to finish it. No, that was just like the most monotone version of it. Uh, Matt and I are friends. I just, you know, I want the <laughs> listeners to know. I'm worried if we don't say it one day, people are going to be like, they're not friends anymore. Yeah, uh, This yeah. has become a podcast about just tea. And then we'll we lose our whole brand. We'll have that podcast about us being enemies soon. Um, uh, I do. I, did we read our latest review on the air? No. Just, um, <clears throat> I, I texted you this the other day. You did not we respond did. to me. Um, I, I got no responded. I think you texted something else not that long afterwards that I responded to. Um, <clears throat> no, you responded to my previous message. Oh, uh, uh, you sent you, <laughs> you sent you responded to my way earlier message about when we should record, but then I sent you this and you never responded. Anyways, here it goes. Hey, I like this podcast. That's the title. I just like this pair. No cynicism, no cynicism or pretentiousness. Give them a listen. Give us a listen, guys. No, I, I'm, I'm focusing on the, I just like this pair thing. <laughs> listen, we're a great pair. We're a great apple-like fruit that is a slightly oblong in shape. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you, JB001984, whomever you are. I think you are a great pair, JB001984. Eight, I'm four. going to guess, I'm going to guess that they were born in 1984. I I don't really know if that's true, but 001984 is what it would be. Anyways, I don't know if this person wants me saying their their, their Apple podcast name out loud. <laughs> Matt, yes. How have you been? How have I been? I have been great. Um, I got my new glasses in the mail. <laughs> uh, same day I got my new postcard from you in the mail. <laughs> It's a good Listeners, mail day. I got a lot I'd of mail recently. Listeners, I had sent Matt an original podcast, not podcast, postcard, weeks ago, and it never arrived to him. Uh, months ago, honestly. I think and it was supposed to show up. Uh, it was supposed to show up on like four, around 4th of July. Yeah. And because I am a good friend, mm -hmm. I wrote him another one so he could get a postcard. 
Thank you, Emily. My true friend, Emily. Thank you. Um, yes, I got it, and it, it was it was there, and it was smooshed with my glasses, which uh, I was surprised that my glasses came because they weren't supposed to. They were not supposed to come for another week, uh, but then, then they were. I was supposed to get my birch box today. Hmm. The mail. I'm gonna go check my mail after this. I checked my mail earlier in the day, but I'm still adjusting to when my mail arrives at my new place. I don't check the mail until like five o'clock because. I don't, I, and even then, sometimes they bring it later. <laughs> um, so I'm doing great. How are you? Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing the little how are you part of the podcast. That's unusual, isn't it? <laughs> um, um, I feel like I can't say too much about how I'm doing. Me neither. Same. Okay. Um, hey, Matt. Moving on. <laughs> tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea. Talk. We're talking tea today. Um, we didn't discuss who would intro the tea. We didn't talk about this. I think you should. I think I did okay. the last time. We are drinking from our friends at Plum Deluxe, where we are a VIP supporter. Uh, we are... Tea ambassadors. Tea ambassadors. There we go. <laughs> um, we should remember these things. <laughs> Plum Deluxe tea. Hand blended fresh with love. We are drinking smooth sailing mango black tea. This is the copy for it. I'm not going to tell you the ingredients yet. Remember, this is called smooth sailing mango black tea. Mm-hmm. Find the easiest, best path forward. That's the copy. Wow. Matt, I got to ask you a question before we get to anything else. Uh huh. What is the best path forward? Uh, left or right? Um, the uh, path less traveled. Okay. Road okay, less traveled. Okay. Is that it? Road less traveled. Path um, less traveled. Road less traveled. Do you have an opinion, left or right? Left. Wait, are you left-handed or right-handed? I'm right-handed. What am I? Right-handed. How do you how how do you figure? Because I feel like one. People with who are left-handed, you can you notice it more. Mm. And two, I feel like people who are left-handed are more prone to bring it up because it's different, and they want not even that they want people to know, but it's just like it comes up because it's it's something unique to them. Mm. You think left-handed people are a bunch of braggy people? Um, <laughs> whenever I think about being left-handed, I remember the Rugrats episode where Chucky discovers he's left-handed. And one of the grown-ups in his life is forcing him to be right-handed. And finally, at the end, they're, like, accepting of who he is wow. as a left-handed person. You know who's left-handed? Nomar Garciaparra. Uh, Link from The Legend of Zelda, classically left-handed. Wow. Was I right about Nomar? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think, think I am. Let's see. I don't remember. Uh, I'm right-handed. Um... <clears throat> But uh, tea. Back to the tea. Did you look up this tea beforehand on the website? Yeah. Darn it. I was hoping you were just going to ask me what, was in, what I thought was in it. So I, could, I was just literally just going to read the ingredients off my phone. You know what? Okay, we'll just do it. <laughs> Matt, what do you think is in this tea? All right, if I had to guess. Oh, my God. You're such a liar. Straight guess. Black tea. Then mm, I, would guess, <laughs> I would guess mango pieces. Mm, maybe. Honey bush tea. Okay, interesting. Calendula. <laughs> Maybe. A common guess I make on things. Mango essence. 
Oh, and wow, wow, wow. Of course, of course, without even looking it up, the two ingredients that I know are in this are love and gratitude, as with mm. all Plum Deluxe teas. So I'm looking at the tea right now. Mm-hmm. I see the calendula. I see the mango pieces. I see mm. the black tea. And I think as an essence, it's an oil that covers up everything. That's my opinion about that. So I, 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 am, I, I agree with all of this. I don't disagree with the ingredient list. I'm <laughs> um, sorry I had to look it up, but I literally had to know how long to steep it for because you gave it to me in a little... You did, I don't have the original packaging. I have a little thing that you gave me. <laughs> you so had homemade packaging made by your dear friend? And if only you would put the steeping time on here, I wouldn't have had to look it up. But unfortunately, I did have to look it up. So, Can I tell a story about calendula? Uh, you can absolutely tell a story about it. Thank God, because if you had said no, I would have done it anyways. Um, I have been using this Kiehl's face wash and face toner with calendula, and the toner has the petals in it, in the like liquid. Wow. It's supposed to be soothing for your face. Wow, it's like that tea we had one time. Remember we had a tea that was good for your face? I it was like make this. you make you glow or something. Or yes, it was it the turmeric tea. Sounds right. It was um, a long time ago, but yes, it was. Uh, did you know that? I, um, no, you did say this. Uh, I I just find it fascinating that on the website they have smooth sailing in quotes. There's smooth sailing black mango black tea. <laughs> I wonder if it's one of those things where it, it is called smooth sailing, but just to give a little more information about what it actually is. Yeah. It's also called mango black tea. Yeah. Just like I'll have your IPA. What IPA do you want? I want the, I can't think of a name of one, but a more specific name. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk, let's talk about this tea. Great. What is the most powerful flavor? When you taste it, what do you get? Well, I'm getting mango for sure. Okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, I'm not sure I know what the rest of these things taste like. Uh, well, we've definitely had tea with calendula in it. That doesn't mean I know what it tastes like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I meant to look up honeybush tea, because I feel like it's probably just another type of leaf, right? Uh, yeah. So it smells really, um, I guess, floral. It's got a very sweet smell to it. Which I also attribute to the mango. By the way, there's no added sugar in this, which was on, which is on the website here. Um, but it, it's it's kind of sweet because of the mango part. Oh, and I'll tell you what, I put milk in mine, which, as people might know, it's not a typical thing of of me to do. I put milk and sugar in mine, which is a typical thing for me to do. Emily out there being typical, using her right hand to do things. <laughs> I uh, definitely also get the mango. Matt, how do you feel about mango? I love mango. Interesting, mango, interesting, interesting. Mango is a um, top tier, top tier fruit for me. Um, oh, would yeah. you say it's top five or no? Uh, I be- I'm probably on the record not saying it's in my top five, but uh, yeah, I was pretty sure it wasn't. I would say if it wasn't in my top five, it would probably be my number six or something. It's it's up there. Okay, mango is okay. really good. Um, I. I would say in the past two or three years have gotten into mango. Usually when I get my Misfits box, I they now make it so you can like select the things you want. And I always try to select a mango. Ooh. Um, however, I still don't under, quite understand how to cut them. I was going to ask if you knew how to do it. And I keep meaning to look up 
a YouTube video, but here's the thing. I just kind of do it differently every single time. There are multiple ways of doing it. There's not one right way, but I will say that I have mastered the art of cutting a mango. So okay. uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a professional and you're a bit of a novice if you were to continue our okay, okay. <laughs> pro novice um. comparisons. Uh, yep. I'm a tech guy and I can cut up open a mango. <laughs> wow. Show off much. Mm-hmm. I will. Anything else you want to say? Do you taste the love and gratitude? Always do. Always do. Um, but uh, I, I think this this is, I do get like a warmth from this that I re- I'm really appreciating. I think it's the mix of the black tea and the mango, which I I, th- I don't think I've really had before. And it's kind of weird because I do like mango a lot. I think I just don't see this in, in like the wild ever. Yeah, I would say it's not a combination I normally think of when it comes to black tea. I agree with you about the warmth because when you smell it, you when you smelled it, you said it was very. Did you say florally? Yes. I got more of like savory is not the right word, but a, a warm, a warm smell, um, uh, which was nice. Yeah. I mean, I smelled the. I smelled those the. the is you getting that smell when you smell the ba- the leaf, the leaves? I don't know. I'm just smelling inside the bag. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't know if you were talking about smelling the tea uh, steeped or the tea in the bag. So those are different smells. Um, all of the things I, else I want to say about this tea need to come later. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask you a question, Matt. Yeah. Would you say that the smooth sailing mango black tea is your cup of tea or? Not your cup of tea. Uh, well, I will say, so you asked me how I like what I think about mangoes, and I really like mangoes. And I, I think of mangoes, um, I, I actually think of them a lot with my smoothies I make because I put a lot of, basically all the fruit I buy is either mangoes, strawberries, or peaches. I'm trying to think if there's another thing I buy to put in smoothies, but, oh, and bananas. Um, so I'm often having smoothie um, mangoes in that way where it's like, I don't know. I guess I think of mangoes as kind of a creamy fruit, quote unquote. I don't know. Like, that's yeah, the right I way agree. To put it. Kind of soft, but also dense. Um, different than an orange or an apple or a lot of other things. Creamy also in the same way that like bananas are. Yeah. I can see that. Um, so I will say that I have switched now to a second cup of this. Okay, okay, okay. The second cup does not have any milk in it. Oh, wow. Um, so that so so just to put these together, um, I like the one with milk a lot more than not with without milk. Oh, that's I interesting. Would, I would say that I would recommend this tea to be drank with milk, even though, by the way, on their website uh, suggested uses it says great iced, add a oh. little add a bit of honey dust for more fruity notes. Interesting, but it says nothing about milk. Um, but uh, I think this is this is like one of I'm I'm having a blast with this with milk in it. It's gonna be I'm gonna say one of my favorite teas we ever had uh, with the milk in it. Um, so yeah, without the, without okay. the milk, it's without the milk, it's fine. It's still fine. Uh, Are you going to put milk in the tea that you does that originally did not have milk? No, I'm gonna just finish this. Go get yourself some milk. No, it's okay. It's fine. Oh my god. Um, so it was this high praise for this tea. Yeah. I, um, and it's, I, like I said, I think it's one of the first times I've had a mango and black tea combination and I'm, I'm really digging it. Really so happy for you. That's how I feel. 
Uh, Emily. Yeah. Do you find Plum Deluxe's smooth sailing mango black tea, a tea you can order from plumdeluxe.com using the VIP code TBD for 10% off your purchase to uh, also support the podcast. Do you find this tea to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? What a great question. As always, I have milk and sugar in my tea. I gotta say it's my cup of tea. What else am I gonna say about this tea, Matt? I don't know. What else are you going to say? Oh, I feel like I say it for every single tea. Oh, that. Oh, that. I, I don't know why. I didn't just. Okay. You going to try it iced? I cannot wait to try this tea iced. I think uh, I love a fruity black iced tea. And you know what? I'm not ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. I look forward to trying it iced. I'll report back. I'll report wow. back. Uh, very good. <laughs> very good. Very good. Very good. Um, but I, I enjoy this. It's It's got a nice flavor. It's fun to drink. It's an interesting combination. As you said, you don't see it very often. Honestly surprised. I don't know. It's crazy. I don't remember why I picked it out. I was trying to go two black teas and two other teas. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you secretly knew I liked mangoes. Well, maybe I knew I liked mangoes. <laughs> Maybe you secretly knew I did. <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. Two cups of tea. Hey, Matt, question. Yep. Let's say you're a listener. Sure, and you're I am. And you were like, hmm, I want this tea. And Matt and Emily are talking it up so well. Yeah. What should you do if you were that listener? Uh, I'd probably do the thing I mentioned like two minutes ago, and I'd go to plumdeluxe.com. <laughs> I'd select it from their website, and I'd type in TBD in the VIP code section of checkout. Support the podcast. Support good tea. I don't know. I think it's important to to say, you know, just a few times. Sure. Um, um, I also say that I like this a lot more than what uh, tea we have had on this podcast, which I had a green, I had a green mango tea um, some months back. It's one of the T two teas I bought. I don't. We didn't have it together. Um, but I like this. I like this way more. I wish I'd bought this instead. <laughs> Sorry, T2. I love you. Love you, T2. <laughs> Do you know who we love more though? Plum Deluxe. Plum Deluxe. Cause we're an ambassador for them. Mm -hmm. T2, get at us if you want. <laughs> that's true. Honestly, that's true. Um, tea talk done? Tea talk complete. Um... Are you singing us into another song? <laughs> I was going to. I thought you were going to say something. Nope. We're checking in about the past topics we've had on the podcast. Do, do, do. Checking in today. I actually meant to say the topic thing in this section because I'm remembering now that I was going to, this is my procrastination check-in, was that I finally have updated our website. Oh, well, I already did that. Um. um do you have a list of things you want to go over? Because I have some things to discuss with you. Well, I have one big thing that just they just announced. They're, uh, a, a topic of ours from just not too long ago, uh, Super Mario Brothers. They just announced they're re-releasing three of the modern games for it. It's going to be freaking awesome. Some people are mad because it's limited edition only, but it's going to be cool. Um, there was uh, our Animal Crossing chat was a buzz about it. It's true. Uh, re-release of Super Mario 64. A re-release of Super Mario Sunshine. 
and a re-release of Super Mario Galaxy, three of the uh, top-tier uh, 3D Mario games. Uh, they're getting put on to Super Mario All-Stars 3D or 3D All-Stars or something. I don't know. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, I pre-ordered. <laughs> Even though in this day and age, you don't really have to pre-order anything, but I did. I'm really happy for you. And uh, everyone who wants to play that game. It's going to be a lot of people, I'm sure. This is the yeah. thirty. This is uh, the thirty-fifth anniversary of Mario coming out. Um, I don't know if that number thirty-five strikes you as anything in particular, um, but Mario is as old as I am. <laughs> this is our both our thirty-fifth anniversary. I, I don't know when my anniversary collection is coming out, but hopefully someone's working on that. <laughs> um, I'm done. Okay. I have two. I have two things to check in with you about, and then I have my own comment. Okay. Did you finish Slaughterhouse Five? I did. How many stars did you give it out of five? How many stars did I give it out of five? Yeah. Uh, five. Interesting. 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 Pause the stars talk. Have you started reading Goblet Fire? I have begun the process of reading Harry Potter. Goblet of Fire, is that, is that how you say these? Uh, I read, what did I, I read about like four or five chapters, I don't know. That's, okay. You've read four or five chapters? What chapter are you at? I don't remember. What was the, no, I don't need to know, okay, let me rephrase. I don't need to know the exact chapter. What just happened? Harry has left the Dursleys to go to uh, the Weasleys, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the chapter has ended with... Uh, them going back in the using the flu powder <laughs> to go home. Uh, so I'm there. What a joy! I lugged what that. I lugged. I lugged that giant book <laughs> to the park the other day and read uh, read a bunch of it. And then I left, and then I read some more. There you I'm go. How do you listen? Um, don't worry about me reading anymore. I mean, keep asking me, but don't worry about it. <laughs> um, to segue, and you can talk about your review now into Goodreads. I would like the listeners to know that Matt has been active on Goodreads. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and that is assume where he gave Slaughterhouse 5 a 5 out of 5 star review. How's your Goodreads experience going, Matt? <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, well, so, so we talked about it on the podcast last week. And then I like went in and I deleted mm, 200 friends. <laughs> Because it was like all these people, I was like, I don't really talk to this person anymore. They had friended me somehow over the years through Goodreads is like automatic friending process <laughs> that it like does if it like matches you with somebody on Facebook. Uh, deleted all those people, added some books that I wanted to read, marked some books as read. Now I'm doing a great job. Um, I look forward to maybe using it, um, using it in a way to find stuff to read and that might not be for a while because I've, I've got a few books <laughs> on the docket. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's neat. I, I don't really, I don't, at this point, I'm not sure what my purpose on it would be. It really is other than to like keep track of some of these. But like I could see it having broader implications of recommendations and things like that. Um, which is why I use my app of Last.fm, which I maybe brought up when you talked about Goodreads. You but did, like, yeah. um that's how I use that. It's like it's keeping track of my music musical tastes, and then I go into the recommendations tab, and it gives me new music to listen to. And I'm kind of hoping Goodreads works out the same the same way. <laughs> I have high hopes for you. Thank you, thank you um, for having those hopes. 
I marked a few books myself to read. I don't remember what number I'm at now, but I'm well above 30 hmm. since we last spoke. Wow. It sounds like you're a professional, and I'm going to call myself not a novice anymore. I'm an amateur. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, I next want to check in about a topic I had a while ago, and it's because it's been on my mind all day. This has been mm. something that's bothering me all day. Wow. And I mostly wanted to share it with you and the listeners, and this is the best category I could come up with. I want to talk <laughs> about candles for a second. Uh-huh. I currently am not burning a candle. Okay. I am burning one of those, like, wallflowers. I got it from Bad, Beth- Bed Bath & Beyond <laughs> years ago. And it, like, there's, like, an oil, and there's, like, a wick, and it, like, it mm-hmm. sets it off. Okay. It's a, it's a, is it, it's hot? It's on fire? Yes. Okay. But it's, like, it's not on fire, but it's hot. So it's evaporating. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's causing evaporation to happen going into the air. Sure. I just really don't know if I like this scent, and I don't know what to do about it. Because I have a whole thing to do to get rid of. And, you know, I'm worried it's going to be too much. Mm. And I don't remember the exact scent because I did already throw it away, but it was like candy. I don't, I don't think it was candy. It was something, I thought it was flowery, but it, it's very overpowering right now. And um, I think it's giving me a vague headache. And I, I don't know if because I'm just not used to it or not. I just throw it out. Oh, but I hate being wasteful. Yeah, but it it's not wasteful. It's... It's it's a sunk cost. <laughs> you, I did buy it literally years ago. It it it's, it would be a sunk cost if you bought it yesterday. That's how sunk costs work. Maybe that'll be my, maybe that'll be my topic someday. Um, <laughs> it's just uh, yeah. It's it's get it uh, get it out of there. You don't like it? Don't make yourself suffer for the the scent of this thing. Like um, either it's like it's not really wasteful, right? Like either you burn it and are sad, or you throw it away and you're happier. <laughs> There's yeah. not like, it's not like wasting food or whatever, which like you can feel bad because you're, you know, you're taking potentially food away from someone. All that's, that's not really how that works. But at any rate, I'd say don't suffer through it. Like just, it's, it's not a necessary item. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. I'll report back next week. I just mostly wanted to share that with you. I just wanted to give you my opinion. As I, I know. I appreciate that opinion. I feel like it, it is encouraging. It might've been what I needed to hear. Wow. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Um, with contempt, I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I guess that's it. We're checking out of the check-in. Um, hey, Matt. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is our podcast. Sure is. And you and I decided to do two mini topics today. We did. Because it's our podcast and we make the rules. Sure is. You have the first mini topic. What was that? uh, Nothing. (laughs) I'm just muttering. (laughs) You have the first topic. Yeah. What is that topic? Uh, Sure. My topic today is uh, the book Slaughterhouse Five. (laughs) (laughs) So. uh, (laughs) Hey, Matt. Yeah. What do you would you give it? Five out of five. Out of five, five stars. Five out of five. <laughs> oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. I've never heard that information before. And that's why I want to talk about it because I gave it a five out of five. I literally was like, you asked me, and I was like, I'm not gonna like, I, I don't know, like I'm not gonna weasel out of telling you right now. <laughs> you could just pull a me and just be kind of rude. <laughs> that's until it the difference. That's the difference between me and you. I will not just be rude <laughs> for the sake of the topic. <laughs> um, the surprise is not as important as the friendship. Okay. 
I'm staring, see, staring at Emily. <laughs> see, here's the thing. I love to know people's topics. You mm-hmm. don't. So I refrain from asking people. I refrain from guessing. I'm not. I don't, I, it doesn't bother me if I know someone's topic. In fact, I have on several occasions known people's topics. <laughs> but I just, uh, I'm, I'm here for the listener, okay? I'm a professional host, and I'm sorry that you're just an amateur. <laughs> um, <laughs> I take that one back. You're not an amateur podcast host. Um, you're a novice. Uh, so moving on. <laughs> uh, Slaughterhouse Five. Five out of five stars. Okay. As a person who has not read Slaughterhouse Five, mm-hmm. what is this book about? Okay. First of all, written by Kurt Vonnegut. Written okay. a lot of written a lot of books, that guy. This is my first one I've written read by him. Uh, and I understand people have mixed feelings about him as an author. I don't care about I don't care about authors. In fact, <laughs> I have to I have to completely forget that that someone named J.K. Rowling wrote these Harry Potter books because she's not a person I like to think about very often. <laughs> good for her that she wrote some good books. Uh, not super into her personal life. Um, anyways, this is a book that I take wholeheartedly as a criticism of war and um, the the sort of main character slash main two characters are um, uh, veterans of World War II. And basically the whole story is about how it's how war is not glorious or glamorous um, and how it's awful and it's just death and all those things. And if you were to ask me what my opinions on war are, <laughs> I would Matt, probably say, go ahead. <laughs> Matt, what are your opinions about war? Uh, war is um, never good. It is occasionally a last resort and therefore necessary, but um, really, uh, you better have exhausted all diplomatic means before you go to war. I mean, even the good, the good, and I'm doing air quotes, wars, um, you know, they maybe served a good purpose in the end. The American Revolution, the Civil War, World War II, these are all, these are all um, wars that we liked because, liked in that sense. But it's like if they could have been avoided, boy, that would have been a whole lot better, uh, which is not how I think um, a lot of people think about war. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm a pretty, pretty anti-war person. Um, and I'm a very peaceful, peaceful person. So this, this book really sort of spoke to me in that way. There's even a character like me in the book that I'm like, I'm that, that's my avatar in the book. <laughs> Did you know... That that was what the book was about before you opened it. Is that why you wanted to read it? Or is it just a book that someone had told you you would like? So I had started this book on several occasions and never finished. So um, let's say that maybe the first time I started reading it, I didn't know what it was about at all, uh, you know, years ago. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, this time around, I, I knew a little more of what I was getting into. Although I didn't know a lot of the intricacies of how it gets told and, and all that. Um, but Yeah. I'm a, I was at least aware of of some high level stuff. <laughs> no okay. one had spoiled the rest of it for me, which I will not spoil the book for people generally. But it is—I don't think it's—it's it's actually not really a very spoilable book because I don't think there's just like like it obviously ends all books and all things end, but um, there's not like some big finale to it. That, at least that's not how I see the ending of the book. <laughs> um, and there's also like lots of time travel and things. So like even. Within the book itself, it's not a linearly told story. Um, when you say that there's time travel, is it like 
legitimate time travel or is it like flashbacks? Um, something in between. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, they're, they're, uh, and yeah, I'd say probably a little open to interpretation, I guess, on like how you feel like the characters going through it. It's funny that I'm like trying not to be spoilery, spoilery about a 50 year old book, but, uh, <laughs> I think you can be spoilery. It's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It's sort of like, I think a lot of the time travel aspects are like sort of metaphors for say like PTSD and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the book is, so the perspective of the book, which um, takes you a couple chapters to realize this, but um, you're reading, you're reading a made up story <laughs> and within the made up story is a, a person telling a, a made up story. Okay. So like there's like the author in the book and then that person is his own character and then they're writing their own little story. It's kind of interesting. So then, and then their book is like, the book that they are then writing is sort of a uh, historical fiction of World War II, <laughs> even though that character is supposed to sort of be like he's an authority because he had he had like the character had been in World War II, <laughs> but he is um, writing a historical fiction about another person in World War II. Uh, so yeah. when you say it's this character is writing a book, is it like the book is the book this character is writing, or is it like the character living his life? There's the book. Character living his life. There's the book. The book is the book he's writing is the whole like middle section of or it's like most of the book. Like okay, you start with the author, the fictional okay. author, in the beginning, and then he comes back later, and then also it's written like from an author's perspective. Like, he, um, like it's not first person narrative, so it's third person. So you are sort of on the ride with the guy who's writing it. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. <laughs> a couple of okay. layers of how you're supposed to be reading it, I guess. Um, it's also oddly fragmented in things, but I think it, it really keeps you reading the book. Like, uh, the chapters are very long, but then the chapters are split into, like, mini sections, <laughs> which can be as short as, like, a paragraph or as long as, like, five pages. Um, but the book really, I don't know, it just zooms along. <laughs> it's got a really like a, interesting like a- pace. There's like a propulsion to it. Like you want to just keep going. Yeah. I think because it's like frenetic a little like with the like when, when I like the going between different sort of timelines ha- can happen like on a dime because um, it's just sort of this guy is like slipping between moments of his life. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then you want to like see where it keeps going. And then even the chapters like it's funny because like I don't know the difference between the chapters really are like some of them. It's pretty clear, but some of them it's like. How did they decide this would be a chapter cut and not just like a mid chapter break? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, like that three star thing they'll do in books. Yeah, yeah. But this book is like full of those, way way more than normal books would have. <laughs> um, uh, so, thinking about this book, yeah. What would you say your favorite part was? Oh, um, my favorite part. Well, I actually wrote down a whole ton of quotes uh, oh, yeah, because I I was just like, I don't know, I'm sort of amazed at like just some of the some of the ways that he they were like, I don't know, like, again, it's like three people removed, right? Like who's like remarking on war. Um, but I'd say my war, my war ones are my my favorite ones. Um, uh, so that they're talking about uh, dropping bombs on a place and 
He goes, uh, <clears throat> it was dropped on them from airplanes. Robots did the dropping. They had no conscience and no circuits with which with to al- allow them to imagine what was happening to the people on the ground. And of course, they're not really robots. He's he's making a remark on people just dropping bombs like willy nilly or whatever, you know, like because it's their orders and all that. And I don't know. Making soldiers yeah. seem like robots is part of. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like we don't like robots, right? We wouldn't want robots <laughs> ruling us, right? It kind of makes me think of like he's turning the humans into robots, kind of like how a lot of people have issues with drones because it's like a further removing from the war, like using drones in a war because it's like further removing the human aspect, which causes more destruction. Yeah. Have you ever, I, I'll, a quick aside on this, that uh, like the reason in, well, I, and this ties into my whole personality, but so Star Wars, right? Um, the stormtroopers have notoriously poor aim. They have a hard time hitting Han and Leia yes. and Luke. And but on the other side, Luke, Leia, they have they can shoot stormtroopers like easy, super easy. Well, part of that is a psychological thing where people have a hard time shooting other people. Like as much as it happens, uh, you have to dehumanize the other person in order to really pull the trigger, so to speak. Stormtroopers who do not look like humans because they look more like robots are easier to shoot because you have detached yourself from them. But then the stormtroopers trying to shoot at the the human looking characters wearing normal clothes they have a harder time aiming. Like this is, there was actually a scientific study about your aim, like decreasing if you are trying to shoot a human target versus a non-human target. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also what they say it could help uh, save some football players from head injuries is that their helmets dehumanize them. And so therefore people will hit them each other harder. And so the whole thing is like, you know, if they weren't wearing helmets, they wouldn't hit each other as hard because they would recognize that each other is a human being and they shouldn't hit them so hard. Um, that's obviously a weird, I don't know how you experiment on that. But the point is, like, the more human you look, the, the more um, the, the more you want to take care of a human. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also, there's an argument there about, like, people in the military are given uniforms so that they are, like, more look likely more. to uh, be okay with fighting the, the other side. I don't know. If you really wanted to keep the other side from hitting your people, you'd make them all uh, wear different uniforms. Anyways, um... Uh, let's see. Uh, I had another, that was actually not my favoriteest quote. So I want to read maybe my favorite one. Um, let's see. It's another one about war, obviously. (laughs) Um, where did it go? Matt is thinking. I'm looking through my list of quotes. I wrote them down. (laughs) Um, Hmm. You talk for a second. <laughs> um, so I have not read this book. I've actually not read anything by Kurt Vonnegut. Um, I think it was on a list of recommended books during our AP, during one of my AP classes, but I did not choose it. I'm going to hmm. say I chose. No, I didn't pre- choose Pride and Prejudice that year. I chose it the next year. What oh. did I choose that year? <laughs> it was would have been junior year. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I recommend I was, Pride and Prejudice, though. Maybe next. Um, I I kept skimming over it because I was not reading it right. So there's also um, there's also sort of aliens in the book. Um, I don't need to go quite into why and how, but um, uh, they may or may not be real. So there you go. They may or may not be imaginary. Um, and I don't think that's actually 
No, yeah, whatever. So the this is the um, one of the aliens talking. <laughs> it goes, Derby described the incredible artificial weather that Earthlings sometimes create for other Earthlings when they don't want those other Earthlings to inhabit Earth anymore. More about bombing. <laughs> Mm. The weather we create when we don't want Earthlings to live on Earth. That was uh, interesting. I don't know. I liked it. Um, and then there was also some other just like fun ones. Um, uh, the champagne was dead, so it goes. So the big, the big phrase in the book is "so it goes," and it basically he basically the character will say it whenever somebody dies or like if there's anything tragic, he'll go just "so it goes." <laughs> And this one was just when the champagne was uh, not fizzy anymore. <laughs> um, I do like that. Um, also, just want to reference that there's a Taylor Swift song called So It Goes. I think, Anyways. I think it must be about this book. I think it definitely is. Um, oh, I also like this one. He, uh, he also began to suspect, since he was so much busier than anybody else, that he was the leader. <laughs> and I like that idea of like busybodies just thinking they're in charge. <laughs> I do like that idea. Um, Although sometimes yeah. I would say the leaders aren't doing as much work. <laughs> or just True. a different kind of work. I mean, it's just if you're declaring yourself the boss. Yeah. Um, oh, and this, so this is, this, this takes place, the book was written in 1960, mid-60s. Um, but I found this quote, like, so prevalent that they were talking about television and the character goes, it was only a little after eight o'clock. So all the shows were about silliness or murder. So it goes. <laughs> like, that's how it is now. It's still silliness that and murder. That is true. A lot, of, a lot of procedurals, crime based, and, crime. you know, fun half hour comedies. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyways. So uh, those are some quotes I liked. I have even more because I wrote down all my favorite quotes. Oh, and I read out on my tablet so I could just like click. Mark them. <laughs> um, okay. So real quick. This book, were you in it for the vibe or the story or a mix of both? I think it's, uh, I mean, the vibe is definitely, like, the anti-war thing is definitely my alley. But I also just really like how it was written. Um, it's, like, it's like a good use of storytelling. I don't know. It's, like, uh, it's kind of all, all over the place. Um, I just kept thinking, interesting, 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 or funny, or whatever. And, um yeah, I don't know. I found it exhilarating. I know people have mixed feelings about both this book, the author, and lots of other... And also the uh, viability of war. <laughs> but um, I just, on every level, found it good. It's it's like... I mean, I read it in a week, which is pretty pretty quick for me. <laughs> That's pretty quick. Um, I actually want to ask you about that. How does mm -hmm. it feel to be finished with a book that you've started multiple times and have been working on kind of for years? Finally. Finally done. Uh, it feels good, yeah. And also it feels a little foolish <laughs> that it took me this long. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good. I don't know. Doing this reading thing feels nice. Thank you for making it your topic one time or six oh. times. Listen, it's going to happen again sometime. Um, listen. Oh, and also I wanted to make a book my topic so I could be cool. <laughs> listen, I, I think, you know, 2020 is a year of bad things. Um, I think that's generally agreed upon. But I got to say, Matt turning into a reader is really not a turn I expected. And it's one I'm enjoying. Oh. I can't wait for you to be done with Goblet of Fire. Me neither. Because then I can read the next book. Wow. Which is even bigger. <laughs> Holy shit. Why are these books so big? Because <laughs> she has lots to say. I'm also 
I'm also like, I'm reading this book and I'm like, Quidditch World Cup, my least favorite thing in the whole world is Quidditch. <laughs> I, I can't comment. <sighs> it's okay. It's okay. I don't need you to comment, but I'm a little like, I've, I think I did comment on the podcast about how I don't like Quidditch very much. And then I get this book and there's Quidditch World Cup and they're all excited. And I'm like, ugh, God, Quidditch. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, the Quidditch World Cup is vital to the story. That's fine. That's fine. I get it. I mean, even Voldemort or whatever she's talking about it. So it must be important. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I also appreciated the less Dursley time. I don't not. That's the other thing I'm not a huge fan of is like the the whole living at home part. Because I'm like, they don't want him there. And they actually addressed it in this book where he's like, hmm, I have to weigh my uh, options of not wanting you here and also keeping you miserable. And I'm like, yeah, dude, just get rid of him. <laughs> I don't know why it's such a I don't know. Send him to summer camp. <laughs> but he's going to the borough. Because aren't they, aren't, isn't their family like well-to-do too? Like aren't the Dursleys not poor? <laughs> I think they're not poor. In my head, they're like upper middle class. Yeah, I don't know. I just, my point is send send Harry away for the summer. Like I know you don't want him to be happy at all, but like wouldn't you be happy if he wasn't there? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, that's why that's my least favorite part of the books. And I'm glad this one had the least amount of that. And actually it was fun because wizards do show up. <laughs> A lot of them. I want my wizards doing magic. That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, not that that was all about Slaughterhouse-Five, but my topic is now done. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say about Slaughterhouse-Five? No, I'm good. It's a, uh, I recommend it. People read it. Go okay. for it. I was going to ask you, if you would recommend it. To me specifically, but you said two people, so I'll accept that it's a recommendation to me. It is. Uh, if you want, you can borrow my Kindle version of it. Let me think about it. It might be a little too much pressure having an electronic device. Uh, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a eight-year-old Kindle. I don't know if it's really worth all that much anymore. It's one of like the the um, the old papery ones. It's not a touchscreen. It's like yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's an old ass model of a, of one. Still good. Oh. Still works. You don't need a new one. Anyways, I'd be happy to let you borrow it. I feel honestly, I feel more pressure with your real copies of. Harry Potter, then I, I think you should feel with having my uh, tablet. <laughs> like, I'm like, these are Emily's, like, treasured possessions. I don't want anything They're to They're my with. original versions. They were the first ones I read. When I gave you back the last one, how did I give it back to you? It was in a, like, an Amazon bubble wrap, like, mail package. I'm not, I yeah. did not know if I described that well, but I, it looked very well taken care of. And I yeah. said... Why'd you put it in this? And you said, to protect it. Yeah. I, feel, I don't want anything happening to your books. <laughs> um, so anyways, I feel more pressure about those than I than I have for you with if you were to borrow my Kindle. <laughs> if you broke my Kindle, I'd be like, ah, Emily breaks all my things. She broke my couch. <laughs> I did break the couch. Why did you bring that up? Um, <sighs> anyways, my topic is by far done now. Um, okay. Emily. It is your turn to take us home. Uh, what is your topic today? I'll tell you what, we're not going home. We're going back to school. Um, which is that's, home for a lot of people, <laughs> but yes. That's my topic. We're going back to school. Back to school uh, is the topic. The, the topic is the words back to school? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, there's four things I want to discuss about this, but... First, oh, wait, wanna... wait, counting. We have, we have 180 topics now. Oh, yeah. All right. 180 done. 
Start of the next one. 181 coming up. And it you got is, four parts of 181. And it is back <laughs> to school. Mm-hmm. First thing I want to ask you is, when I say back to school, wow. what do you picture in your head? What's the vibe you get? Wow. Um, I got, I guess, multiple vibes, right? Um, there was um, going to... I'd say K through hmm, K through five. <laughs> I'm going to segment that in one. Uh, I don't know what I want to think about sixth grade. I, I my elementary school was K through six, so, so I, was mine. It, it may have sounded weird that I cut it off at five and that I was going to say something like my middle school was five through seven or five whatever. Uh, I did K through six, then seven, eight, and then uh, high school somewhere else. Um, three different schools. So I guess all in all, I think elementary school and then middle school, high school had the same vibe. Middle school, high school, same vibe. <laughs> um, and then college was different. And then now I have like post school, post me being in school, back to school feelings. I don't oh know. God, we're getting to know everything I want to talk about. This is great. Uh, I'm glad we're on the same page. I want to uh, say mm-hmm. that I didn't particularly enjoy being in high school or middle school. But, yeah, wasn't so much the learning, but I have always loved the preschool back to school vibe. And the reason this is my topic is because I'm currently on my way back to school. Wow. I'm in the preschool zone right now. <laughs> it is both exhilarating and stressful and exciting and, and makes you nervous but there is something about the anticipation of the first day of school that I find so exciting. And there's lots of reasons for that. First, I want to talk about the clothes. I was going to say new clothes before I even said that. I wanted to cut you off and say new clothes, but here we are. <laughs> new clothes. No, this year I have not bought new clothes because where am I wearing them to? But. You wearing like a sweater right now, by the way? It's like, um, it's like a 90 degrees out. <laughs> Well, you want a little behind the scenes. Um, I recorded a video for my back to schoolness mm. for school, and I needed a nice top. Mm. And this was one that I found. Mm. You were inappropriate until video time? No, I was just wearing a t shirt for Parks and Rec, and I thought that was a little weird. Mm. It said, Pawnee, first in friendship, fourth in obesity. And I just <laughs> didn't think that was necessary, so I switched. Got it. But that's why. Um, but it's such a good time to buy clothes, even as an adult, partly because of the sales and partly because you're like, mm, I grew up in the past year. What have I learned? How have I grown? And how can I express that through my wardrobe? And you want to look fly at school. And you want to look fly. <laughs> Did yeah, you go I, back to school clothes shopping when you were a kid? I would say... Mm, yes and no. I think the big, to me, I probably bought other clothes, but I don't really remember because the only thing I really remember back to school shopping was sh- new shoes. Mm. And that was, and that was my fate, probably because it was my favorite part. New, new kicks, new sweet kicks. Uh, I always went to public school, so I never had a need to wear like dress shoes or anything. Um, so I was always wearing my cool new sneakers I had just bought. Um, so that was fun. Did you go with a specific brand or uh, were they just like whatever felt fly to you in the moment? 
Uh, well, a little bit of both because Nikes have always been fly to me. <laughs> uh, I'd say, yeah, I bought a lot of Nike sneakers, but I wasn't, I wasn't totally beholden to them. I, I'd buy other ones, other brands, but uh, Nike was a big brand of mine. I used to wear a lot of Nike t-shirts too, like Nike, 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 <laughs> especially in like elementary school, actually mm, probably right until I was like a junior-ish in high school or something. I don't, I can't remember exactly when I switched over from <laughs> wearing less Nike, maybe high school. I don't know. Fewer shirts that said Nike on them. <laughs> I like Nike. Just do it. Listen, you got to be like Mike, you know? Be like Mike. Um, so I love back to school shopping. As a kid, I feel like we would always go. And we want to go crazy. I also used to get a new pair of tennis shoes every year. Ooh, tennis but shoes. Then, Regional thing. Yeah, when he called them sneakers, I was like... What an East Coaster over here. I know. I know. I, and you know what? Didn't find that out until... It took me a long time in life that most people say tennis shoes. <laughs> was, um, I have to, up. like, sometimes with the kids, switch some words out, and I'm starting to use sneaker more, but I don't like it as much. I like tennis shoes. Um, I think I knew tennis shoes as a kid, but it sounded like sh- like preppier. Like, it didn't sound like... Oh, see, I think sneakers sound else. preppier. Huh. Weird. <laughs> They're, you're like trying to be fancy tennis shoes just call them tennis shoes i think tennis shoes are trying to be fancy sneakers this what a world we live in <laughs> it's fascinating anyways but then as i got into high school like um i got very into converse so i'd get a new pair pretty much every year and then for christmas as well by the time i got to college i had like by the end of college i had like 30 pairs i have pared them down i have way less now because i don't wear them as much but mm-hmm. um that's really yeah. what got you into improv, I assume. <laughs> Are you Obviously, I was like, improv shoes. Improv shoes. Um, I also, um, you know, you got to get new jeans every year. You got to get new new tops. I didn't wear dresses in high school, so I didn't buy dresses. But now, in my adulthood, before school starts, but again, not this year, not really, I usually go out and buy like one or two nice dresses, generally to wear on the first day of school. Last year, mine came in my Stitch Fix box, but I specifically requested back-to-school things in my Stitch Fix box. <laughs> um, and it's just nice to start a new year with a new outfit. Yeah, I kind of miss that. I would probably do that around now, too. I'd probably, I probably wouldn't do it as a back-to-school thing, but I would do it, like, September-ish. Like, I'd be like, fall's here. <laughs> so, like... That would be my that would be my cue now as an adult. <laughs> because they make such a big deal out of back to school when you're a kid that I still feel like it's ingrained in you. That's actually something I want to talk about. I, yeah. That yeah. it's like, we're going to skip some stuff. We're going to, as a grown-up, how you celebrate back to school. And I think we still do it. I mean, I'm a teacher, so I definitely still do yeah, it. I think you might be a little biased here. <laughs> but I feel like it's ingrained. Like... You feel sad about the end of summer, and it feels like something new is starting. Because fall, beyond the fact it's the best season. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, spring is the best season. I take it back. Um, I think I think you were right the first time. You're wrong. Um, Check out just, our episode about seasons. Uh, <laughs> it's getting from... less hot, so you already need to break out new clothes. And it just, like, it feels like like the beginning of a new season and the beginning of a new year, even though technically it's not the beginning of a new year. Football's starting. Yeah. The leaves uh, are changing. <laughs> yeah, football's it, starting. Well, not this year. You know what I mean. I'm talking about the vibe of back to school. 
I'm getting, yeah, I, this, we're, this is the weirdest topic in the world right now because I get no vibes of anything other than I know you and my brother are going back to school <laughs> and that's like all I can like put in there. Or I see friends on Instagram who's like kids that's like, you know, so-and-so's first day of school or first day mm-hmm. of second grade and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you, that, mm, go ahead. I was going to say, taking, not taking this year into account, do you also have a similar feeling about back to school? So... I do not anymore, um, but I will say that I used to, and I think it's because of, uh, so when I lived in Boston, uh, Boston has a gigantic student population. Uh, number of people going to college is like, I don't even know, like a couple times or, well, I guess later it happened a lot, but like when I was still going to college, there was like one year that I think I, I like stayed over, like, I don't know, I went home for like Christmas day, but like. I stayed in Boston for the whole like Christmas break. Like I didn't go home for the the break. I did. A, I pulled a little bit of a Harry Potter and I stayed uh, on on wow. school campus <laughs> through Christmas. And it was just like um, it was just like really dead. Like the all the bars were really dead. Everything because like all the college kids had left. Or um, like I don't know. Certain times of the year when it was like oh uh, like Columbus Day weekend or something like that, and just everyone would leave Boston because everyone was going back to their parents' house because everyone was a college student. And like every lease in Boston was like a September 1st. Like so many apartments were just September 1st leases because it was so many college kids. Then I moved to New York and now I get none of that vibe. I feel like, cause I'm not near, I'm not, like, I don't know, I guess I'll start, well, not right now, but normally I'll start seeing kids out more. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's I don't going to say the trains become more crowded during school rush hours. Yes, that that much is true. But I feel like I came from a, a period, a place where like the school year really affected like the whole city. Where now yeah. in New York, I don't get that as much because it's not as it's not as big of a percentage of people. That makes sense. Okay. How uh, many ads are you getting about back to school things and your adulthood? Uh, almost none. I. <laughs> follow a few companies specifically paper source and they will not stop emailing me about back to school and i'm like i already bought a planner i think everyone everyone knows enough about me at this point to be like uh he's not a kid anymore (laughs) um okay now that we talked about the feeling of being a grown-up going back to school we got to go back to the main event the real reason to go back to school Mm -hmm. we're talking school supplies sure (laughs) Are school supplies the greatest thing ever invented? Yes. Are school supplies the main reason to go to school? Yes, absolutely. Uh, We're talking new notebooks. An important important decision. College ruled for me. College ruled. Uh, I was a big uh, three-ring binder person. See, I can never really get into three-ring binders. I didn't like having to unclip and reclip them. Uh, How often were you reclipping things? (laughs) When you would put a new paper in. Oh, I didn't yeah, like loose leaf paper, like loose. Um, I like I, I I really I liked it. I I still like three ring binders. In fact, I like uh, either putting papers in sleeves and then throwing them in there, or punching holes through things. Uh, I think it comes from the Boy Scouts. I used to have to keep a notebook on everything there, and it was like really good. And also, I had a I had a teacher in high school who was like they were like get a three ring bind. Like it was part of his classroom requirement to like have a three ring binder um, i also I think had one really of those stuck. um and i didn't particularly like it mm. i like i like being able to remove remove pages or reorder pages or like you can kind of take notes whenever you want and if like 
you put them in the wrong place, like you can just like fix it later. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, where like you know, if it's stuck in a notebook, you're it's, it's there forever. Mm-hmm. It's there forever. <laughs> um, what are some other school supplies? When you're a little kid in elementary school, you get to have super fun supplies, which was such a great feeling. Fun notebooks, fun pictures, fun three ring binders. If you got them, probably a plastic backpack with something pink on it for me. <laughs> Um, then as you get older, there's less fun things, but I had very specific needs. Again, college ruled. Had to have a folder in the front so I could put my syllabus or any papers. Uh, I know a frequent topic on this podcast is how I'm not an adult, but I also still wear a backpack most of the time when I go out. So I still go backpack shopping, <laughs> although um, not typically once a year. And I decorate yeah. it with pins. I put pins on. Boop. Um, I am a child. <laughs> Listen, you don't buy a new one every year. They are helpful. Um, pencils. Mechanical or regular? Or wooden? Um, a pen. <laughs> Neither. Pen. Gross. Wrong answer. Mechanical is the right answer. Um, I every For so many years in high school, I kept getting trapper keepers, thinking they were going to help me. And every year, within a month, I was like, why do I have this monstrosity in my way? Mm-hmm. Um, I was never a trapper keeper kid. Either I mean, I apparently wanted to be. I never was. I think I wanted to be too, but I think it was just. Uh, I don't think I ever got one purchased for me. I had a lot of folders. I was I was a good folder person. I had a, I had some Star Wars ones, <laughs> and we're talking before the prequels even came out. This is like, this is like before Star Wars was uh, reintroduced into the world as the most popular thing ever. <laughs> I had a Star Wars folder in like 1995. You were five years old. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for knowing how old I was. Um, but I just, I love school supplies. I still to this day love school supplies. As I previously said, every year I get very excited to buy a new planner before school starts. I like to get new pencils. I like to get new markers for my planner. I just, I love the feeling of of the new back to school things. And I loved when I was a kid when they you would get a list of things to buy for your like elementary school, like for Miss Hutchinson's class, these are the things you need. And it would have, like, basic stuff, like notebooks, all that kind of stuff. Also, sometimes would have tissues and classroom things, which is crazy. Those should just be supplied by the school. But we don't live in that world. We live in a world where students have to provide tissues. Um, (laughs) I feel like I, yeah, I remember that kind of stuff, too. (laughs) um, But I just, I would love to go through the aisles. I would buy more than I needed. I loved colored pencils. I loved all of it. I love the feeling, this is the last thing, this is the last of my four categories. I love the feeling of going back to school. It's a little stressful, yes. Am I a little stressed out right now? Yes. Was I a little stressed out in high school, in elementary school, about going back to school? Yes, of course. But think of all the new things you get to experience. You get to meet new friends, you get to meet new kids, you get new planners. Yeah. This is giving me memories of why I I like the fall so much, and it's making me sad that we're going to miss fall this year. We're not missing fall. It's just going to be different. Yeah. I don't get to buy new fly clothes and show them off to everyone. You know what, Matt? Buy your fly clothes and post them on Instagram. I did post my new glasses on Instagram today. (laughs) You did? Did I like that picture? Did you see it? I don't know if... I, I did I sent, see it. I sent it, to you, I sent it to you in a chat. I don't know if you saw it on Instagram, but you didn't mm-hmm. like it if you did. I'll like it later. <laughs> um, but I, I'm done with back to school. I, I want some new notebooks. I don't need notebooks. 
Oh, I, I like new notebooks too, but I don't need any new ones. I've got a bunch. I've got so many notebooks right now. I'm trying to fill them up with ideas. <laughs> we'll see if I can make it work. Also, um, I think the back to school scru- structure is great for TV shows. And then at the end of the year, I mean, the OC thrived on it. I mean, it's kind of crazy how we, as a society, are like um, school and television are September through May or whatever. <laughs> It's like we're all just like, yeah, that's where those are the months we do TV and school. And yeah. everyone, the whole wide world takes um, a few months off. Although I feel like TV is getting a little different now with uh, Netflix and stuff. But it is still a wild thing that we, I don't know, the way we used to structure years. It's kind of crazy. It's also a great structure for books. Uh, um, Specifically. Specifically, the parts of Harry Potter books that I like, the ones that take place between September and June and not the part that's in August, uh, which is my least favorite part of the books, as mentioned earlier. Mm. The the Dursley's house. They're necessary. Uh, I guess. I guess necessary. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyways, I'm done. Uh, Very good. Um, Made me reminisce about how it used to be exciting for me to do things like go back to school. (laughs) Uh. Um, okay. Now I can officially say TBD has 181 topics. <laughs> we did it. We didn't Got get there. last mid episode. I was worried about that too. Um, who knows? Maybe there were a few subtopics in there, but let's not worry about those. Um, okay. Uh, did you have anything you needed to do? plug? Get your planner out. She's looking at it. Um, plan, plan, plan. I have a show on mm. September 21st at 7. Um, I can send you the link or I can put you on the guest list if you would like to attend, listeners. Mm. Email. We'll see, if, we'll see if I get invited to this one. tbdpodcast.gmail.com and I'll put you on the list. We shall, she, we shall see if this one is the one I finally get invited to. But Probab- you haven't probably... been not invited to that one. It was just that that one. Okay, okay, okay. There haven't been any others since. I wouldn't know. I've never been invited to one. <laughs> How am I supposed to know when they are? Um, personally, I, uh, I have revealed my new blog. It's my plug. Uh, go to coverconversations.com. Bought a whole new URL for this thing. Wow. Uh, coverconversations.com. I uh, have not... Um, uh, I've not gotten into the, the throes of it yet, but my introductory post is up and I am, the blog will be about cover songs, AKA the songs that one person writes and records and et cetera. And then another person comes along and re-records it somehow. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, mostly going to be com- sort of some, some compare, some contrast, mostly just deciding if I like the, the cover or not. <laughs> uh, and hopefully it'll be fun and interesting to people. <laughs> I think it's going to be so fun and super interesting. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. Um, but yeah, check that out. Check, 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 check it out. What, 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 what's it all about? Hmm, interesting. Uh, Sorry, I was and, referencing uh, an, uh, an OC episode where that song was on. Hmm, who sang that song? Um, the, some people on the OC, I don't know. Hmm, Interesting. Well, if you are not already subscribed to our podcast, please do subscribe. And, um, you know, if you want to be like that review we read a long time ago on, the, on this episode, uh, please write us, a, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be great. And um, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 
uh, uh, TBD podcast, all sort of spelled out. Uh, I've been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Matt and Emily. <laughs>